Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And I'm Guy. And today I've chosen the movie, and it's American Hunter, aka Lethal Hunter, Okay. from 1988 or 1989. <laughs> Depending on your source. I'm not sure what one it is. So American Hunter or Lethal Hunter? Yeah. Is that dependent on the country? Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I didn't do any research on this. No, I couldn't really find out like much info about the where the title came from. The one we watched, it said American Hunter on it. That was it. We watched um, the Japanese VHS dub and it had the American Hunter in Japanese. Yeah. And, and, then, and then the English title in, as after. American yeah. Hunter as well, right? With the fantastic flag logo. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as to, as to know where it was called um, Lethal Hunter. I believe he also referred to himself as a Lethal Hunter. So he said that title of uh, the, the movie within the movie. We should, before we get too far, we should apologize for some fucked sound today. I don't. I have no idea how much of it's coming through, but we've my air conditioner is broken, mm. so we got the door open, and I live in a very uh, highly populated area, so you're probably going to hear some screams. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> All right. So today's film, it's from Indonesia. Yep. Though at times it's a little hard to tell it's from Indonesia because it's it's all in English, a lot of it dubbed. Most of the cast is American. Oh, most of the, the all the the main cast are mm. white dudes. Yeah, yeah, and it's directed by a fucking great director <laughs> with a single name. Right. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's Arizal. Okay. A R I Z A L. Okay. Arizal. Arizal. Everything this motherfucker's directed is like what we just watched, basically. Oh Christ. Um, he's really prolific. Uh, I. I don't know that much about him. Mm. I know he he passed away a few years ago. Um, But yeah, he just made a whole lot of amazing action films. Uh, Maybe The Stabilizer is another one of his uh, well-known films. Okay. Not to me, at least. (laughs) Special Silences is another... When I say well-known, like, not that well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Have you... Are you, like... uh, have you watched any films from well, Indonesia? Well, I was going to say, no. I think this is my first Indonesian film. Mm. I've never seen anything prior to this. But like what you just said, it's difficult to tell it's an Indonesian film. Mm. And if you hadn't have told me that, me have never having been to Indonesia, not really knowing that much about it, I would have never have known this was an Indonesian sure, film. Sure, sure. The, the Indonesian... like I, I, I'm not that well-versed in it, but maybe like 10, 15 years ago, I started getting into Indonesian films. Mm. There was a... Uh, do you know Mondo Macabro? Yes. The yeah, distributor in yeah. America. They started releasing a whole lot of really great stuff from Indonesia. And, um, you know, I, at that time, I remember films from the Philippines. Of course, mm. everyone like knows that sort of stuff. Uh, and those kind of insane action films mm. that came from there. But everything I've seen from Indonesia, to me, has just been even more special than mm. that that sort of stuff but in a similar vein of like crazy action mm. but they just not so much in this film that we just watched but a lot of Indonesian films will do things that you just don't expect to see right in in films um, you should see Mystics in Bali if you haven't seen that oh have you I've, seen that I feel like that's something you would love 
I think I've seen parts of it, but I've not actually sat down mm. and watched the whole thing. That's fucking great. And we mentioned it Wait, last time. Is that time, the one with the head that flies yeah, around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that's it. Yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, Lady Terminator, which which we talked about briefly that. Yeah, that last time. Great. Oh my yeah. god, that film's amazing. Um, but yeah, this this one is more trying to kind of imitate. Mm in a way American action in the same way that you know maybe Fili- Filipino films mm. uh, tried to do in the 70s and 80s as well uh, but I would argue that it's better than any fucking American action film I've ever seen I mean well it was in its favour that it was shot in uh, mm. Indonesia and a country where martial arts has come from right so you had a lot of people who were very obviously trained in martial arts who could actually fight yeah, very sure. well I think that's something we can talk a lot about mm. that as we go on. Like, that's the thing about this film is uh, ridiculous, mm. but the action and the martial arts mm. is fucking amazing. Yeah. For that reason, but also I think because, like the Philippines, you can get away with doing shit that you just would not be allowed to do yeah. on an American movie set. Mm. Probably good that this doesn't happen probably so much anymore but there's stunts in this that are absolutely fucking Mm. insane and dangerous well thinking about it even back like when this was made um so 32 years ago now um even back then the a a a budget for a general movie in indonesia would have been Mm. a fraction of the size of americans budget yeah um, so they would have done everything like under the table, like not employing the right people, not going by standard health and safety procedures, and it really shows. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I keep going back to the Philippines, but I remember seeing this. Ah, fuck! I've totally forgotten the name. I think it's called Machete Maidens, something or other. It's a. Have you ever seen uh, Not Quite Hollywood? Nope. Um, so it's a documentary about Australian. Uh, exploitation cinema. Okay. And the guy that made that, he did, yeah, Mark Hartley, he made a documentary about, yeah, Filipino cinema. Mm. And I think in that, um, they talk about how it was just amazing to make films there because you could be, you'd be talking directly to the government and you'd be like, ah, yeah, shit, so for this scene, we just need a bunch of tanks, some explosions, and the government's like, yeah, no problem, just chuck us a couple of bucks and we'll do it. And I feel like maybe there maybe kind of a similar kind of thing going mm. on in Indonesia maybe not to the quite to the same degree mm. but there'll be scenes in this where it's like holy shit what they did in this scene mm. would cost millions mm. in America but they clearly didn't have millions for for this film clearly <laughs> yeah i was quite surprised at some of the lengths they went to and surprised at the the resources that they mm. apparently had but by what means they acquired those resources is still unclear but yeah. it was quite impressive for a clearly low budget production pretty amazing stuff by the way what i don't think we've ever talked about action films so i mm. i fucking love mm. action films especially like 80s and early mm. 90s i'm a quite sadly a big Seagal fan I think he's an awful fucking guy and he's a horrible actor but there's something about his movies that just entertain me so much but what was his yeah. best film Nico was it that's, that's probably his technically his his best film but my favourite is uh, Out for Justice where there's basically no plot and apparently this is quite a tangent but apparently Seagal saw the, fi- the first finished cut mm. and I, I can't remember the actor's name but the guy playing the villain he was really annoyed that he was stealing too much of the limelight. So he's like, you're going to need to go back and cut 
the villain out of the film, so the film makes no fucking sense. What? <laughs> but the film is basically just Seagal just going through beating the shit out of people to Imagine. try and find someone who killed his, his partner, but there's, like, no... Like plot whatsoever. Uh, it's fucking great. We cut out it's, all of those pivotal yeah. points. Shockingly violent. Features Beastie Boys oh, on the soundtrack. Intergalactic. Not intergalactic. <laughs> a bit before then. But yeah, that film's fucking great. And on Deadly Ground, mm-hmm. the film only film that he directed is oh, amazing. Is it starring and directed by? Yes. Uh, it's fucking amazing. He's like an eco terrorist in it, right? And his name's Forrest Taft. <laughs> And he, he, there's a bit Forest at the end stuff. where he's like invading this like oil rig right. and there's all these sort of henchmen guys but they're just like gods of this oil rig mm. and Seagal's going around just shooting them in the face and horribly <laughs> killing all these poor guys it's fucking great what a great film Michael Caine's in it as the oh, villain oh I know him and he does he does an American accent for the first two scenes and then just forgets about it halfway through <laughs> he's like oh no it's just too difficult we'll go back to my normal accent but anyway yes awesome. I'm a I'm a big Seagal guy <laughs> But yeah, what what about you? Do you are there any action films that you're keen on, or you're not too into the into the genre? I've, I, you know, I probably haven't watched an action film in so long, but I, I do remember growing up and enjoying like the cheesiness of the Schwarzenegger films mm. and the Stallone films. Fuck I remember right. like, I mean, I, I could probably name something better or something I like more if I had time to think about it but just one that I revisited recently and just remembered how much I absolutely love it was Demolition Man fuck that's a great film oh man I watched that again recently for the first time in probably about fuck I don't know 15 years (laughs) and just this this is the greatest film ever made it's It's, so fucking good it's fucking amazing and isn't it like watching that you just like good fucking god Mm. Wesley Snipes is so fucking great he he should have I wish he'd done more roles like that because he mm. just is having the time of his fucking life it's almost like loving the, it. it's yeah. like the best performance of the Joker that's not the Joker right you know yeah, I mean? yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. so out of control it's fantastic I love those like you know oh, what's the word um it's like set in the near future, but kind of in a in a dystopian wasteland so sci-fi good. film. Like yeah, that yeah. whole genre is just it's like my uh, my my <laughs> I don't know, it's my something. <laughs> <laughs> it's my something. <laughs> Bre- I don't know what the bre- fuck I'm trying to say, bre- but it's your, something. Your bread and butter. That's the one. I forgot how to talk since moving to Japan. I keep making up my own phrases. Oh, it happens. It happens. All right. Well, all right. Let's get we s- dive into let's get involved. American Hunter yep. from 1988 or yeah. 1989. <laughs> Again, we don't know. Um, so this film just like it, it's kind of plotless, but it th- but the first scene throws you mm. into the middle of what seems like a very complicated plot, but it's something that kind of ultimately doesn't matter. But basically we see two random guys sitting down and they're just instantly in the middle of a conversation. Like, Mm. yeah, so uh, we got this microfilm Mm. uh, and this microfilm could, could bring the end of the Western world as we know it. Mm. And yeah, shit. So this fucking microfilm is great. And they're just like talking about this microfilm. And they want to put it in the vault. Yeah. Got to put it in the vault. Put it in the vault. It's like protected at all costs. It's going to bring Western civilization down to its knees. <laughs> and this is like 30 seconds. You're like, yeah. whoa, whoa, okay, all right. If, I feel like you shoved like the entire plot mm. into this 30 seconds. With the information in this study, the wrong people could start a panic on Wall Street that would bring the Western world to its knees. So we have put everything on this one copy of microfilm and have destroyed the original report. But then instantly a car <laughs> comes through the wall 
and we have a guy just shooting up the room. Yeah. And trying to get the, the microfilm, but it's already gone, right? It's gone. It's done. This is going to be... Let's just uh, lay this one out there. This is going to be a tough one to talk about because it's so, it's just relentless action. It is. There's, it's relentless car flips. And already guns, just guns looking at my notes, it, what I've written is incomprehensible. Mm. But yeah, it's just basically non-stop fucking action. But yeah, so there's microfilm uh, that's really important. A guy has come to take it. Yep. And and I was under the assumption that this was the main guy. This was the American hunter. Mm. It's like this dude, he's in a kind of like puffer jacket, black guy. And I'm going to say the only black guy in the film. Um, and the white guy is talking about the microfilm, which they could be the bad guys. I'm not sure. I thought he was kind of like the hero of the film. He did have hero vibes. He did. Well. He kind of like, you know, kicked some ass. He had the Uzi, he had a big afro, mm. like, and a, and a puffer jacket. And he was like, he was killing everyone. And I was like, yes, here's, here's the American hunter. Yeah, but he's not. We don't actually we don't see, him. see him again. <laughs> does he, he doesn't. Does he die? I don't think he even dies. Does he? No, I don't. I can't remember. Fuck. But anyway, so. but he just. He just. Well, he's, he's gone. The the microfilm's gone, and he's sort of chasing mm. after a guy that might have it. Mm. Uh, but that's kind of it, right? We. Yeah, I don't think we see him. Again. We don't. We don't. He's done. I don't even know what his connection is to any of this. I don't know who he's working for. That's no, it. is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Were those guys talking at the start good guys or bad guys? And what's on the microfilm? We we never know, but it's going to bring about the end of fucking civilization. <laughs> anyway, well, so whilst he's there, he's 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 looking for the microfilm. He's got the Uzi. There's there's one shot I really enjoy because everywhere there's just bullets flying, spraying everywhere. A lot of shots in the gut and the hip. And yeah, stuff. really painful shots. He's kind of rummaging around all the desks trying to get, and it, there's like this really shitty looking wooden desk, and he just like blasts it with the <laughs> Uzi to open yeah, the drawer. <laughs> he sort of shoots above it as well. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, get this open. Yeah, so he yeah the film's not there. He chases after someone that has it, mm. but then that guy dies and he doesn't have the microfilm. And fuck, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I know what's going on. But it's very important to to note it, note that within this opening five minutes, we've already had three car crashes. There are a lot to come <laughs> as well. It's there's so many car crashes in yeah. this. After this baffling beginning that basically establishes the plot of this film is a bunch of people want this microfilm mm. for a variety of reasons. Mm. Nothing else really matters. The details of it don't matter other That's than it. that everyone is after this microfilm. Yeah, it's like the driving force of the film, which has no details given about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we we do meet our hero, which you... <laughs> it was very funny that you were like, so who's this guy? Is he the bad guy? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck anyone is. Because <laughs> this guy is so, like, uncharismatic yeah. and, and flat that... And he, he doesn't seem... Anything he does doesn't really seem, like, heroic, right? Mm-hmm. But his name's Jake Carver. Right. And he shows up at this sort of fancy hotel or restaurant. Mm. You know, people are having lunch there. And he's got a meeting with Mr. Selleck. Right. Who we've not met yet. Mm. And uh, he goes in, our hero, uh, Jake Carver. By the way, when we were watching this, I realized something very exciting oh. about the actor playing Jake Carver. Okay. Did you recognize him? Or did he look familiar no. to someone else? Did you catch his name? Jake Carver. <laughs> the actor's name? <laughs> no. Christopher Mitchum. Right. Well, who's, he, who's he related to then? 
You know who Robert Mitchum is, right? No. Have you seen... You know the original Cape Fear? Oh, okay. And yeah. Night of the Hunter? Yeah. It's like one yeah. of the most famous... I know Night of the like, Hunter. Hollywood actors of all time. That's yeah. his fucking son. Shit. Yeah. And as soon as I I read that, I'm like, holy fuck, they look identical. Now that you mention it, yeah, yeah, They yeah. look exactly the same, except... Robert Mitchum is one of the greatest actors of all time, and Christopher Mitchum is fucking He's a bit terrible. of a fucking dud, isn't he? Yeah, he's a real disappointment. <laughs> Shit, that's isn't mad. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Neither Hunter is a brilliant film. Oh, it's so fucking good. That's one of my... That's probably my top ten, yeah. I would say. It's so fucking creepy. Brilliant. And brilliant. unlike anything I've ever seen. So Some good. similarities to this, in a way. How so... <laughs> Night the Hunter, he's like searching for the money in the doll. Uh, yeah. Right? Oh, this, this is a remake. It, it fucking is. <laughs> American Hunter, Night of the Hunter. Oh, wait, we figured it out. We've cracked the code. We can end the episode <laughs> right, now. Thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> watching. <laughs> That's like he's searching for the money, and, and that is like in, in the. Well, I'm not going to say, but. And then this, he's searching for the microchip. And it's in. Not the microchip, the microfilm. The microfilm. Oh, for fuck's sake. We're going to say microchip a lot. Look, it's the heat of this room. It's it's already doing yeah, me. Yeah, in. yeah, It's pretty piping. Anyway, so, yeah, Carver comes in to have this meeting with Selick. Mm. But before they meet, uh, the kind of Selick's. Uh, She's secretary? Assistant secretary. Yeah. She like Later on, she says she manages his restaurants. Right. Um, yeah, Janet. Sel- Janet, her name is. Very important character in this. Damn it, Janet. We, we hear her name a lot as well. Janet! Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Selick's like, Janet, I have a present for you. Mm. I thought very hard about this present. Mm. I really wanted to give you something that represents, you know, what you mean to me. And he really. And all over, the way from Singapore he, as yeah, well. all the way from Singapore. He's really overselling mm. this present. And then he gives it to her. It's just this really fucking boring, like, what do you call it? Like it's a, like a compact mirror. Yeah, a <laughs> little, little makeup kit, like a bit of blusher and yeah. a mirror. And it looks like it's really plain. It's so shit. But that's going to be important. But he's like, on. think of me when you use it. Yeah, he's really kind of like, don't like ever. And he may as well be looking at the camera while he's delivering this as well. So after that, Janet's got the present. She leaves. Carver has his, his meeting with Selick. Hmm. And he's like, all right, one for one million bucks, mm. I want that microfilm yeah. that you have. And uh, Selick instantly kind of upsells it to, to, oh, yeah. to two million. He's yeah. like, ah, give me two million, two million. And Carver's like, all right, sounds good. He just, he's not very good at bargaining. Where, how does Carver have two million dollars as well? What the fuck does he even do? Well, we don't know anything yeah. about Carver. He's, he claims that he's not a cop. Although in one scene, he does claim he's <laughs> he a cop. He's is it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's ever established no. what his job is, but I guess he's some kind of government guy. Yeah. But he never shows any kind of identification. He's just like a lone wolf, basically. He is. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, so that's it. So he offers two, and then the owner of the, the club gets on the phone with the next buyer immediately. Straight away. Whilst Carver's still in the office. Yeah. And again, this is very confusing so he's he's talking to this guy on the phone whose name is mr gordon <laughs> and he's this shirtless very intense mm. he's got he's got a mustache mm. uh incredibly beefy big mm. muscly kind of guy uh and initially i thought the it's been a while since i've seen this so there's this other guy hanging out with him this very an, another very intense guy yeah kind of slightly older guy 
with a eagle, just, eagle on his shoulder, on yeah. his shoulder. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's the sidekick. It mm. must be when I first saw them together. Mm. But then it becomes clear later on that this guy is actually the boss. The, the eagle, eagle guy is the boss. Yeah. yeah. And worth noting that every one of these guys is just like a middle-aged white dude. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all just like old white men yeah, living. It's like expats living somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, let's get all these white guys and we're going to make a movie and they're going to be the villains. And Well, actually, like a bit of a tangent, but Lady Terminator, mm. the main actress in that, was a random Australian lady that wow. was there like as an exchange student or Love something, or just on a holiday. Love it. Just a random expat. So it could be a similar kind of thing. But yeah, so... Selleck's on the phone yep. with uh, this shirtless tough boy and shirtless tough boy, Mr. Gordon. He's like, I, I, I'll give you $5 million for mm. this microfilm. Mm. So instantly the deal with uh, Carver is off. Yeah. He's, uh, he's been outbid straight away. <laughs> and I love, I love it cuts back to Selleck. He's sort of laughing about it. Yeah. He hangs up the phone. And instead of, like, Carver, our hero, kind of, you know, negotiating a bit further... Mm. He just instantly resorts to violence. He's like, no deal, you're dead. Yeah, and then it. punches Selick in the face, and Selick does this amazing spin on his chair. It's all like a little spinny yeah, chair. But, he spins, but he's like still like looking yeah. at Carver when he like turns back around. He's still like, making rotates, and he's just oh, like, oh. Fuck. I, that's probably, when I first watched this, that was the scene that has just really stuck with me, that one shot of him spinning in that chair. That was brilliant. We made a deal at two. Now, I said have a busy day, so, uh, no deal with me, and you're dead. And then he pulls out the gun, right? The guy on the chair pulls out the gun, goes to shoot Carver, and he just, like, does this flip up the wall. This is a film that's all about the flips. Uh, We got car flips. We got back flips. We got flips off roofs. Like, it's just nonstop flips. This tiny little office is like, we have flips going on. Yeah. Legs flying around. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. And that was the first scene where I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Where did this flip come on? Because like, Carter's like this, like I said, this middle-aged yeah. like dude. He's in a suit. And he's, he doesn't look very like athletic. Like I said, he looks like some just white guy they found off He looks the like street. Robert Mitchum. <laughs> Imagine Robert Mitchum doing a backflip. Because that's essentially what you're seeing in this right. film. And also, at this point, we don't know the deal with any of these guys. I still didn't know who anyone was. I don't know yeah. who was good or bad. Honestly, even by the end, you could probably argue that, you know, <laughs> Carver's not even really that good of a guy because we don't really know the point of mm. of what he's doing. So this fight breaks out in the room and then downstairs, the kind of restaurant area is invaded mm. by these fucking gun-toting maniacs yeah. who are just, like, shooting up this place. Mm. Completely out of control, blasting everyone inside. Pretty amazing scene. And they shoot up everything. They shoot, they're shooting everyone. They're shooting all the people. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They, they shoot, like, this fish tank and then the chandelier. They shoot the chandelier off their roof. And that was, again, that time where I was like, yo, where did they get the budget for this? In Indonesia, it's, uh, a couple of bucks goes a long way, I guess, yeah, back a then. a fucking chandelier. Yeah, it's like, pretty incredible. It was great. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Like, all the, the action mm. is just great like really fucking good and, and like you said those flips before i mean that's fucking that's some cool mm. stunt work there it looks awesome the gunfight's breaking out janet's in a car outside about to go somewhere right yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh she's like in the car park or something and she's this is her first moment of getting taken hostage one of many she's taken hostage about 50 times in this <laughs> yeah she's she's taken hostage by one of these guys that's mm. invaded this place who, who i guess these guys are like 
Mr. Gordon's henchmen, right? Who've been sent yeah, to I guess the, so. the microphone. Yeah, so one of them has her, like, trapped with a gun the police to show up, don't they? Yeah. And that's when he grabs a hostage and he's like, put your guns down or I'll that's shoot right, her in yeah, the face. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, Carver comes down, smashes up the, the henchman. Oh, wait, no, the henchman gets shot by a random sniper. So the guy who has Janet as hostage, mm. he gets shot. Yeah. And that not that when Carter's like asking him, who's your boss or where's your boss? Yeah. And that's how I thought the boss was the guy on the roof Sniper who then again. took out... I think he is just another henchman. <laughs> I think. He might be a bit higher up. Right. But he, he's not... I don't think he's the boss. It's so difficult to like figure out who was who. It's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, Carver's saved Janet, but he's going after this sniper mm. that's uh, shot the, the henchman. The sniper does an amazing slide down a rope. Oh, that zip wire. Fucking oh, amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. But it looks really but, but, dodgy. Like, he's about to fall off, sort of thing. It looked painful. <laughs> yeah, it looked really... Because didn't intense. he, like, wrap his leg around it? Yeah, yeah. And he's sort of, like, half falling off, and it, it, yeah, it's kind of sickening to oh, watch. He would have got, like, grim rope burn from <laughs> yeah, that. it looks really I was just bad. like, it's going to soar right through his leg. <laughs> oh. And almost straight after that, so Carver shoots him. He doesn't kill him, but he, he, he falls off. And then there's another amazing stunt, which I think maybe you looked away from it, didn't see the stunt. Because oh, everything's so fast. Yeah, you, like, yeah. blink and you miss mm. something amazing. But yeah, Carver falls through a whole bunch of roofs. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, down yeah, to yeah. the ground in another fucking amazing, uh, amazing scene. And he's, like, hunting the sniper down. Mm. And eventually tracks him down into this weird basement location. It's like a crypt of a temple or yeah, something. some fucking weird place. And it's filled with just shredded paper. Yeah, which makes weird. me think like was this this weird art direction where they're like oh we gotta make this place look real fucked <laughs> so well, let's the, just the, shred a bunch of paper yeah the crypt itself looked a bit kind of like handmade mm. so I wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised if they just tried to like you know whack a few barrels of random shit in there to make it seem a bit more authentic <laughs> but it looked like the, the kind of thing that you would see in like a Tales from the Crypt or like Goosebumps episode it was all like very like cardboard painted yeah yeah um <laughs> but it was, yeah, so they entered this crypt, and that's when all, like, the goons came in. Oh, it's so good. Like, this fight scene mm. is great. Yeah, these, these two tough guys show up, and uh, he fights, and there's so many flips going on. <laughs> it's just flip after flip after flip. And my favorite, another moment that I really remember from the first time watching mm. this, one of these random goons, he sort of got him down on the ground, and he's, he's already beaten this guy. Mm. But our hero, the hero of the film, yeah. grabs the guy by the neck and breaks his That's fucking it. neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. Is that hero just murdering a man? Yeah, that was a that was a bit of, a bit of a harsh reaction, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> too much. Uh, and it was at this point I realized, like, especially in the context where you can clearly see all the goons and the Indonesian people can clearly fight, yet. Our main guy Carter, the middle-aged white man, he cannot fight yeah. at all. He he seemed seemingly had no training in martial arts whatsoever. He seemed very stiff in yeah. his body movements. He also looks much it, older as well. Yeah, <laughs> and although he was like swinging punches and throwing people about, like he was he was he was very tight-bodied. You know, he couldn't really like. <laughs> It wasn't very limber in his yeah. actions. And when he was, like, hopping over, like, and over the walls and onto the higher steps, it, it, it always seemed like a bit of an effort for him, where all the other guys were like, phew, 
like jumping all over the place. It also really draws attention to when we cut to like wider shots and he's suddenly doing amazing flips. That's it. The old but stunt double. I did think, I, w- I was kind of surprised. There was clearly a lot of shots that Christopher Mitchum did actually do. Mm. Some pretty dangerous looking shit where mm. it's clearly him and not a stunt person. Mm. But yeah, you're right. He's. It's kind of funny that he's beating the shit out of these two guys that are clearly mm. way better at yeah. fighting than he is. Yeah. <laughs> But he's just breaking their necks and smashing them to bits. Yep. But then he, uh, even though he's sort of beat these two guys, he then gets a net thrown over him. And he's caught the old net trick. (laughs) I want to stick in the book. Yeah, so even though he's beaten these two guys, he's eventually just trapped Hmm. in the net. In the net. And he's caught. But we cut away from from him for a moment. We go back to Mr. Selleck. Right. And... Uh, Mr. Gordon as well, our shirtless uh, tough guy, who at this point I still thought was the main bad guy. Mm. Do you remember this bit? The the car through the wall? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, I, was, uh, I was still trying to figure out who was who. So we got we got Mr. S- Mr. Gordon. What's the Mr. Fuck? Mr. Selleck is the guy that uh, was trying to make the deal for the microfilm. Right. So he was the one in the office at the start that did. That, when he yeah, got so he's the one who gets spin. like pinned up against the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. So so he's up against the wall, and we've got the beefy dude in the car. Is that right? Yeah. And he's kind of pinned him up against this back alley wall. <laughs> and what he's trying to get the the microchip from him, not yeah. the microfilm. Like, What's the fucking microfilm? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And and he's kind of like pinning him up, and he's slowly like putting his foot on the gas, and he's got him right up against the wall, and he's screaming in agony. <laughs> and then he kind of like lets off a little bit. Yeah, and you're like, okay, yeah. maybe maybe that's it. And the guy's still on the hood of the car, yeah. and then he just fucking floors it, <laughs> and he's going straight towards this wall, and you're like, oh fuck, he's he's gonna he's gonna crash him <laughs> against this wall. <laughs> <laughs> but he goes through the fucking wall. Yeah. Oh, it was great. And it looked fucking real. Yeah, the guy well. was still on the hood. Yeah, I, I think they put a guy on the hood of a car and drove through <laughs> some kind of wall. Yeah. <laughs> it looked yeah. fucking amazing. I wonder if... Uh, I hope no one died filming that shot. It, it went it went <laughs> a, a lot further beyond my expectations of what was going to happen in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to think, like, you know, they would have pulled off against the wall there have been some bloody stumps or something but yeah. I did not expect him to go Just through, through the wall yeah. <laughs> so Minim- that- minimal car damage as well yeah the car's fine so Selig's dead so I guess he yeah. doesn't matter anymore no. guess he didn't have the microfilm maybe who knows I don't fucking know got no idea what's going on with the microfilm at this point at least so we cut back to to Carver so Carver's been caught in the net in the net and then we get just a very fucking outrageous scene where he's <laughs> he's uh I think you hear him screaming first or like grunts or something some whipping sounds and he's all tied up mm. he's got his shirt off he's all sweaty it's very homoerotic this it scene, is isn't very it? homoerotic yeah. and Gordon who also kind of looks like he stepped off the set of like a 80s gay porno yeah. as well is just whipping him at first yeah. right he's just whipping <laughs> whipping Carver and uh <laughs> and Carver's almost seems like he's kind of enjoying it as well which is probably what what adds to the kind of yeah. the erotic nature of mm. this scene but I love it just gets taken that step too far as well <laughs> Gordon then sort of pushes him up against a pillar mm. and they tie him onto this pillar and then put like this metal fucking like choker 
around his neck. Yeah. Like, sort of lock him into the, mm. this villain. And I'm like, all right, okay, get some more torture. Mm. And they, they pull out, um, what do you call it's them? Like, jumper, jumper cables. cables. Yeah, yeah, jumper cables. Yeah, again, like, pr- probably because of how homoerotic it, it, it was, I was expecting him to go for the nips. Same, same yeah. thing. I thought, oh, they're going to they're gonna jolt his nips in this, definitely 100%. Because they do, they do the whole, like, shh, shh, like, make the sparks fly a bit. They are, his and, nips are getting oh. burnt to bits. But no, but no he but they, 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 they jolt the, um, the, the metal device around <laughs> his neck, right? It's so good. And as they do it, you get those little, like, electricity bolts, like the, the CGI. <laughs> <laughs> and his oh, so noise and his face. Oh, so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, you get that sort of cartoon zap. Yeah. But yeah, his, his scream just like, ah! <laughs> it's, it's really un, unheroic. It's great. But I think that my favorite thing about that part was like from the moment they attached the clips to the device, he started like screaming. And as soon as they took it off, he kind of went straight back yeah, to like, normal again. Ugh! And then it was like an immediate <laughs> stop. It was so sharp. I love as well, like Gordon's zapping him for a while mm. and then just kind of gives up. And he says a fucking great line. He's like, all right, fine. Die a motherfucking nobody. <laughs> okay. Die a motherfucking nobody. <laughs> Die a motherfucking nobody. And then as Gordon's leaving, he's like, all right, uh, yeah, just blow this place up. Get the dynamite out and blow it up. Blow it up. It's an, another, like, completely pointless explosion in the film. Oh, they got this entire, great. it's almost like a barn house or something in the middle of the countryside again. Yeah, basically in this, every time you see something in the countryside, mm. a car, a yeah. house... Probably it's going to yeah, get blown gonna, up. Yeah. Or flipped over. <laughs> or flipped. They should have had a fucking house flip in this. I would love that. <laughs> so then we meet the, the true hero of the film, I would say. Oh, our, our boy Roy. 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 Tell us about Roy. <laughs> I don't think I can. <laughs> well, Roy is like, he seems to be wherever he is needed. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much wherever Carver is in trouble because he's so shit at everything. Yeah. And Roy always comes in and saves the day. Yeah. And you, you end up cheering for him way more than Carter. Oh, for sure. He's and great. We haven't met him at this point. We just see this guy. He's like, oh, where's Carver? He's just looking for him. That's it. And by this point, the fire is starting to pillow out from the house, right? Yeah, yeah. They've set fire. They've got dynamite, but they've set fire to, like, sort of the base. Which makes no sense whatsoever. The house, they didn't just light the dynamite, no. but anyway. They didn't just gotta, kill Carter. Yeah, got to go. <laughs> Got to give him a, a chance to, to escape, I guess. And um, yeah, Roy comes bursting into the house. Again, I at this point, I didn't know who Roy was. I didn't know who anyone was. I didn't know where we <laughs> were. One of the things which I really struggled uh, with this film is there was no like introduction of characters beyond the main four people. So Roy comes in from somewhere. Not sure where, but he's on Carter's scent. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he's like, oh, fuck, a house on fire. Carter must be in there. <laughs> He, you knows. Know, he knows. Where there's fire, there's there's uh, cover. Yeah, as the saying goes. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes in. He he calls calls out for cover. Is it cover? Carver. Yeah. I think it's Carver. It's I not think, Carter, right? No, it's probably Carver. Get Carter. And he, he's like up all up in smoke in the on the second floor now. And he's like, yeah, uh, up second floor. And Roy comes up like the goddamn hero he is. Like the, the <laughs> by that point the the flight of stairs have already disintegrated, so he has to like pull himself up through the <laughs> flames. And he's just like, oh, God, what are you doing? He lets him off. He, he unties him from the pillar, unhooks his weird fetish neck <laughs> brace. <laughs> and then what do they do? 
Oh, do a fucking Marilyn Burns. Yeah, fully <laughs> Marilyn Burns out the window. Go smashing through. That's our second window smash, right? Because we had one in Infernal Rapist as well. Oh yeah, that yeah that she that, that was that was Marilyn well. Burns. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's it's it. fucking great and. But it's so fucked as well. So they smash through that window, and mm. not only that, then they're on the roof afterwards and jump off the roof. Oh, and it yeah. looks like some ankle breaking shit right there. Yeah, there was definitely some shins snapped. Yeah, it was horrible. Also, I found it really funny when Roy rescues Carver. How Carver's kind of nonchalant about it. Mm. It's like, come on, mate. Roy's just fucking saved your ass. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, thanks. I was expecting you. You can tell this happens a lot. They smash out of the window, smash onto the ground, and then we get... This was what was in my mind when I chose this film. Mm. So, the house explodes, Mm. and it is fucking crazy Mm. how fucking dangerous this looks. Mm. The actors are so close. Yeah. And it is a big explosion. It's like they blow up an entire two-story house. Yeah. It's massive. It's fucking huge, and it just looks like something that is so wrong and shouldn't be allowed in any kind of yeah there there probably would have been some singed hairs on the back of necks on that scene they're they're, they're like a few feet away still running when it blows up and i i mean i could be wrong but it looked like it was actually christopher mitchum that close to to the explosion it didn't look like a stunt person Mm. to me i could be wrong but yeah fucking all that explosion is absolutely insane one of many <sighs> one of yeah it's not the only house that explodes in this let's just say that much um so then we go back to uh the guy with the, the eagle yeah he's in the crypt now right yeah oh, and we and this yeah. is when we finally i mean at least i finally realized oh okay this guy mm. is the boss yeah i thought it was old you know shirtless muscle Mustache boy, boy yeah. mr gordon but no it's uh adam adam the eagle boy right. although we don't see his eagle again and now this guy is played by uh, Bill Superfoot Wallace. <laughs> Superfoot Wallace. Who, from what I can find out about him, he was a professional kickboxer. Right. Kickboxer? Kickboxer. <laughs> and um, American Karateka. Do you know what that is? Karateka. Some kind of karateka. Some kind of martial arts, I uh-huh. guess. But yeah, he had the nickname Superfoot. There you go. Why did they call him that? Guess he had a fucking good foot. Real good at kicking. I mean, he does seem like his fights, like, he knows what he's doing. I immediately picked up on that because we're back in the crypt and we just left from Carver's fight in the crypt where, as I mentioned before, I was like, he's clearly not been yeah. trained and he clearly has a stunt double yeah. and he's clearly very <laughs> stiff and slow. And then we had the boss guy in the same place just a few minutes later. And he was kind of, like, grilling his goons... And he's like, you guys fucked up. If you can get by me, I'll let you live. <laughs> and so then they have this massive fight. And then he is actually fighting. Yeah. It's and you can really see good. he has actually trained and he ha- doesn't know how to fight. And that's you can see the huge difference between the two characters. I love how much he beats the fucking shit out of these mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. And after he beats them up, he does this laugh where he's like, hee hee hee. It's like a full. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And he, he kind of leaves them in there, and you're like, oh, okay. I guess he's not that bad of a guy. He didn't kill them. Yeah. Then he sends a couple of uh, dogs in to eat them. <laughs> he just sort of, he's like, go get them, boys. And you just hear yeah. the guys like screaming as the oh, dogs God. eat them. It's <laughs> yeah. horrible. Like as you said, nothing's really explained. Probably the character we get the most backstory for, quite weirdly, is Janet. 
We yeah. probably know the most about Janet. But we, we go straight over to some kind of temple dojo kind of place mm. <laughs> run by... What's his name again? I wrote it down. Master Drogo? Was that it? Drong- Drongo? Ronga. Rong. Master Ronga. Yeah, this sort of martial arts. He's a guy with a cool hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, got some cool hair. He's got a dojo. Uh, Jake Carver's there recovering mm. after mm. his uh, homoerotic torture <laughs> session and explosion. So he's just there chilling out. Mm. And uh, he's going on a date with Janet. Hey. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Can I say, by this point, I completely forgot about all traces of the microchip film. That's him. <laughs> we should have a ding every time you say microchip. I've probably said it as well by this point. But yeah, like, it's kind of like, wait, what are they? What's yeah. the plot again? Like, these guys are, we've got bad guys. We now know that's the bad guy. Carver's the good guy. But what's the goal? And I, I still, don't, still don't know why they were chasing Carver. Yeah, and do why they, they were torturing him? I guess they think he has the microphone. But it was like there was a, a fair, a fair amount of time where there was no mention of the microfilm. Yeah, and nothing that ever really gave us more information about the microfilm. There's explanations that come later, but then there's other things that undo those explanations, so it doesn't actually make sense. Okay. <laughs> Ultimately, it like it doesn't matter. Like the plot no. is so like meaningless. Yeah, in this. it's great. So he's like, I'm going on a date. Mm. And and then we cut to him in bed. Post Janet. Post Shag, I guess. And he's just like rubbing her lips with his finger. Yeah, <laughs> just just circling. It's like one, like, his index finger, like, <laughs> stretched out, just rubbing her lips. It's so gross. I love Janet tells him that she's like, I, I think I already love you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know you. I don't know you, but I think I fucking love you. And then he, he says what his job is. Do you remember what, what his job description is? Well, that's it. She, she's like, yeah, I don't even know you. Are you, are you a cop? He's like, nah. 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 Do you remember what he says? <laughs> he goes, what does he say? I hunt bad guys. <laughs> what are you? Let's just say I hunt bad guys. And kill them? You're a lethal hunter. Right now... I'm more interested in being a lover. A little lover. That's it. That's all we need to know. That's his job. Don't know who pays him, but yeah. (laughs) We also get a disgusting fucking scene. The shower? Reminiscent of the dirty bathtub in Mad Fox's (laughs) bath. We're in a disgusting shower. It's like the design. It's like this gross green tiling. Oh, God. Janet, I don't know what the fuck she's doing because... (laughs) Like, she's, I think she's getting ready for a shower. So she, like, turns it on maybe to, like, warm it up or something. And then he just, like, comes out of nowhere and just sprays her with the shower, like, fully clothed. <laughs> They're both fully clothed. And he's just, like, spraying her with the shower, like, giving her a hose down. And they just start making out yeah. under this shower head, like, fully clothed. And it goes into, like, weird slow Slow mo, yeah, with the well. piano music playing. But then ah. I think there's my favorite transition. Yeah. That, that, that fade away where it just like, <laughs> it like zooms into the shower head. Beautiful. <laughs> and then so just nice. cuts. I can't remember how we get to this point, but we go from zooming in on the shower mm. head and then suddenly Janet's getting kidnapped. Yeah. Some guys bust into the apartment and kidnap her. Is that what happens? I can't remember what, how that 
I th- yeah, yeah, I think that's right. I think they're drying off or they're doing something post-shower. <laughs> and remember, you see that guy kind of in the lower left-hand oh, corner, yeah, like, right, hiding, hiding behind the yeah. bar. And, and then they, they, yeah, they pop out, kidnap her, and then car chase ensues. Fucking outrageous car chase. Mm. Like, we see a mound of dirt, and you just know... It, it's like the establishing shot. Yeah. There's just a mound of dirt on the side of the on road. The, on yeah. the road, there's a mound of dirt. You know a car's going to flip over yeah. that. The car chase is... It's pretty complex. Like, there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, crashes, things mm. exploding. Carver, at one point, gets out, gets into a tanker, just That's takes it, control. Yeah. They, um, they, they shoot his... No, hang on, no, before that. So, yeah, they're driving. One car flips over the, mile, uh, the pile of dirt. Then, um... That and was then, a and random then, car, right? That was, like, a passerby yeah. that flipped over, yeah. Some but then poor, another, poor like, a couple of, like, tankers pull out and that's another like establishing shot and you're like oh you know they're gonna get fucked up oh no it is Carver um, that flips right so then he has to get out of the car no he, he he doesn't flip over the mound of dirt he somehow goes over the tanker he like drives <laughs> somehow gains momentum enough to drive over the tanker like flying through the air and the goons shoot his car which um, then blow up right right and Janice in the car getting kidnapped. She's like, oh my god, Carver, you bastards. Ah. <laughs> he then jumps into the tanker. Yeah. And he's like, get the fuck out. Police. <laughs> police. He's like, you're not police, mate. Come on. <laughs> and then he's driving this oil tanker off this like dirt road. The, the tanker gets blasted yep. at one point. So the whole back of it's being blasted That up. blows up too. You know, so he's doing this to save Janet, mm. apparently. But his solution to that is to drive head on mm. with the villain's car, with Janet in it, violently smash into it, kills the driver, I think, straight <laughs> yeah, away, yeah, yeah. And then jumps out, just shoots another guy in the <laughs> fucking face. Janet's freaking out. Janet is going to have some really bad, like, PTSD She's been after this. a lot, yeah. So, th- yeah, is this, this is her second kidnapping at this point, isn't it? Yeah, second yeah. kidnapping at yeah, this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh,. I love, like, I wrote, I actually wrote down something you said, because we, we watched this one together, and uh, at the point, I fucking love this, when he shot that guy in the face, you were like, huh, Carver's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the best way to sum him up. Like, he's supposed to be the hero, but he's a bit of a fucking cunt. He is, because, like, he was so reckless, he could have easily killed Janet numerous amount of times uh, stole a few cars killed a few more people I said cracked that guy's neck um, he's a bit of a cunt I think at this point as well we get another baffling transition mm-hmm. so he's rescued Janet mm. and am, am I right in thinking we go straight into a helicopter so is there something in between here that I've missed so he's rescued Janet mm. she's now in the hospital recovering yeah then while in the hospital the goons come in again in a they they have oh, their guns right. yeah, 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 yeah. and they chloroform the nurse mm. then they chloroform Janet and they put her on a stretcher yeah meanwhile the boss guy the eagle boss guy he's Adam. waiting Adam Adam have we said his name <laughs> Adam, Adam. <laughs> Such a, and just Adam that's it what's his real name Bigfoot the, the real guy's yeah. name yeah Bill Bigfoot what is it Bigfoot is it Strongfoot <laughs> Superfoot, Superfoot? <laughs> I've already <laughs> Anyway, Bigfoot's in a helicopter. Superfoot, sorry. Right. Bill Superfoot Wallace. Let's pay him there. Adam Bigfoot Wallace is um, in the helicopter, <laughs> <laughs> like, waiting for them to come out of the hospital with Janet. 
and the, the shots of him are great. They're like three frames, and it's like the same frame over, over and over. Just like boop, boop, he's boop. kind of like he's like a, a imagine a dog left in a car waiting for <laughs> yeah. the owner to come back. And he's like, <laughs> but I love it because he's. It was like clearly he wasn't there that day, mm. and they're like, oh fuck, we didn't get extra footage to try and make him look like he was there. But we've got these one or two frames yeah. that we could just reuse and occasionally cut to. Yeah. And to be fair, it, it establishes where he is yep. well enough. And so, um, and it was a really odd shot. So basically, so the goons are ex- escorting uh, Janet on a on a um, stretcher, stretcher, yeah. uh, kill a security guard on the way. Uh, Adam's waiting for them to come out because they're planning to take her somewhere. Meanwhile, whilst they're waiting, another helicopter yeah. lands down in front of them. This was so confusing because he's like, okay, what's going on? And it kind of, are they doing some kind of switcheroo? That's Because someone thinking. else is coming out with a stretcher. Yeah. And you're like, what's, why is there this other helicopter coming? It's very confusing. Also, fucking hilarious that Janet's just been rescued and within like two minutes... We're onto a third kidnapped. <laughs> kidnapped again. Yeah. So so the second helicopter lands, they 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 unload a, a body from the trunk. I said the trunk. At that point, I realized, oh, so this is a, a, a an ambulance, an air ambulance type helicopter, because yeah. I didn't know that. And if it is an ambulance helicopter, why the fuck is Adam in one of them? Like, <laughs> yeah, where does look, he? Where did he get an the same, yeah. <laughs> And then so they load Janet in the in the right helicopter and they take off with her. And I'm like, so what was that whole thing with the second helicopter about? And lo and behold, who pulls up to visit his beloved Janice? I also not l- Janice, Janet, <laughs> Janice, damn Janet. <laughs> I loved your reaction to this because the whole time we're like, yeah, why is there the second helicopter? Mm. What's going on here? And then as soon as Carver pulls up in his car, mm. you were just like, oh, fuck, he's going to get in that helicopter. <laughs> this, we're going to get a helicopter chase. Yes. And that's exactly what happens. So he, he jumps into, into the other helicopter again, being like, police. And the guy's like, yep, sure, no problem. No ID required. Yeah. yeah. No worries. The guy, this, like, uh, you know, medical, like, rescue mm. helicopter man, he's totally... Down to He's cool with it. He's down to these guys. Yeah. So we get like this amazing helicopter chase scene. Mm. That's among the best things I've ever seen in any film because it's fucking awesome. It's all shot. I I don't know Indonesia that well, but I would guess like a big city like Jakarta or something like that. But it's going through all these like fucking amazing buildings, all these awesome wide Mm. shots um, of these helicopters chasing each other. Landmarks. Yeah. So good. And uh, I love the guys getting chased, like like Adam mm. and the gang. They're just like baffled about who it is. It's like <laughs> obviously it's fucking Carver, Carver mate. And they're they're like find out what he wants. Find out what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> they're like all right, okay, like let's just get rid of this guy. We'll go into the countryside and and mm. deal deal with him in the countryside because mm. obviously we can't afford to do yeah. any explosions uh, in in the city. <laughs> in the middle of the yeah yeah. I the, this whole sequence is probably the highlight. Of it was the a, film it was a me. beautifully shot one. It's like, so cool. Yeah. It was really good. Lots of like long tracking shots, and it wasn't exa- you know it's never going to be as like action packed as a car chase. Mm. But I don't think I've ever seen a helicopter chase. Yeah, that's a good point. Film. I I'm sure it must exist somewhere, but I can't think of one 
like this using real helicopters. Mm. I'm sure there's like a bunch of CGI fucking shitty helicopter chases in, in a bunch of films. But now. not in Indonesian films. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but not like one that looks really dangerous, yeah, like where the helicopters yeah. are way too close to each other. Mm. I, I love as well, while this is, uh, so they get sort of out kind of over the water, right, as yep. they're nearing a sort of countryside area, and a gunfight breaks out midair yeah. where Adam is just shooting at uh, you know Carver and yeah. this poor medical pilot guy and <laughs> and this is a out of context this scene is so confusing so Carver looks at Adam mm. sees him recognizes him yeah. and says Judas Judas yeah like what the fuck <laughs> Judas and that name kind of comes up a yeah. few times, right? He describes it a little bit later, but at this point, it's just like, all right, mate, is, is, are we, what, what, why are you calling him Judas? What's going on? There's here? no backstory. No backstory. We get a little, a little bit later, we get something, but yeah, at that point, it's very, very strange. It was odd. And such a name that, you know, that obviously, you know, invokes certain ideas, mm. right? A betrayal. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, very confusing. But um, yeah, Janet. In the middle of this. <sighs> oh, fucking so mental. She opens up the helicopter door mm. and jumps out mm. into the water, which looks... I mean, it must have been a dummy, but... I mean, it's, it it's looks... so, so, so high up. Yeah. Like, insanely high up. <laughs> but it... I mean, I would have to watch it again before I gave, like... Yeah, It yeah, said yeah. anything concrete, but it didn't look like a <laughs> shitty dummy. Yeah, it, right? it looks pretty convincing yeah I was, and I, I was thinking about like it wouldn't surprise me if they were filming and one of the guys like yeah we'll, we'll film we'll, we'll, we'll fly low enough so you can jump out land of the water and be fine and like and told them that but actually they were probably higher than they should have <laughs> yeah. been and she just jumped out and fucking fell like oh, forever until she hit the water Jesus Christ holy fuck yeah it's yeah that was fun. that was quite a shocking scene actually that yeah. shot I did not expect that to happen yeah it's pretty nuts and and as she's sort of she's swimming around in the ocean, trying to swim over to the beach, and Adam or Judas or whoever he's going to be at this big point, foot. big foot, super foot, he he's just shooting her, I guess. But it's so confusing the way it's cut together. Mm. It's like well, it kind of at one point look like, looks like Carver is shooting you know Janet in the water just because of the confusing angles and yeah. how baffling it all is. Yeah. But yeah, Janet makes it to the beach, and then the helicopters swoop in. Mm over her and it's definitely the actual actress not a stunt person so they like swoop in over her and the fucking helicopters are so disturbingly close close to her and to each other Mm. as well what the hell that's Uh, yeah was this before the uh the twilight zone helicopter that's it it would have been that would have been that's 2000s isn't it no no that's uh, is that not early 2000s no that's like 90s oh fuck at the at the latest, yeah. Do we, are we going to go on a tangent about that? Everyone knows about that, right? They, well, everyone, it, everyone knows about. Okay, so, so what happened in the Twilight Zone? There's the the movie was Twilight Zone. The movie they were filming a helicopter scene. Oh, dude, no, was, this was way before this movie. That was eighty three. Twilight film. Zone was eighty three. Yeah, fucking, I was way off. <laughs> I said two thousands. <laughs> Why did I get say two thousands thinking about it? Wait, so Twilight Zone was 83? Yeah. Oh, so this was way after then. Yeah, but so different country. Different countries, different, different rules. rules. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. But anyway, twi- long story short, you can look it up. Twilight Zone. Helicopter John crash. Landis pushed some people too far. Helicopter got too low. 
an ex- a fake fake explosion, like movie explosion, hit the the tail, I guess, mm. and it went out of control, decapitated two kids, mm. and cut Jennifer Jason Lee's dad in half, and killed him. And yeah, basically, probably Steven Spielberg and John Landis should be in prison for that, mm. but they're not. But that from that accident, that's where a lot of the new like safety yeah, in movie sets like laws came sure. into place. Mm. Um, before that, there were no such laws, which is also quite shocking. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess that's why they, you know, shooting stuff in the Philippines and in uh, Indonesia mm. and places like that, they could, you know, break the rules or there were no rules so yeah. they could do crazy stuff like well that's as we said at the beginning like uh, they wouldn't have had the uh, appropriate health and safety practice in place they would have just had like some guy who can fly in a, a helicopter jump <laughs> in um and just get just get the shots done yeah. and as he says they fly so close to each other that it is Very quite amazing intense. there was no accidents mm. anyway <laughs> Everyone's all right. Janet saved. Well, this was like... I was, I was quite s- confused. So they both swoop in. Carver lands. He runs to the to the shore to pick her out of the water. She's been shot. And then Adam just kind of flies off. Yeah, he kind of... He, he gives up. gives up. He's like, ah, fuck. Well, Carver got her. I mean, he could have just like got out and fucking shot him right there and then. Yeah, I... I don't I don't know why don't know why he did that <laughs> yeah bizarre I was, uh, that was I was like well, why anyway mm. so that's a that was Janet's third kidnapping over she's been rescued her third third rescue now yep then we can I also mention yeah, yeah. Janet hardly ever talks as well yeah, she yeah. has so few lines she's just this girl that gets kidnapped and rescued all the time yeah her name is very memorable because so many people say it just constantly Janet where's Janet we're gonna rescue Janet we have a fucking great scene after mm. this as well we've got uh what's his name carver and his best mate roy roy Roy. our man Ah, fucking roy we love roy he's the hero of the film and they're just chilling out he's the real american hero in this yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're just they're just relaxing there's a band playing it's like some weird garden party yeah they're they're just chilling out having a beer i think Mm. roy has a coke (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're hanging out and um this is when like carver's talking about who adam mm. is and he's like yeah his 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 name is judas we used to call him judas and mm. he i to be honest i didn't fucking listen to a word he said no. but he he did say he thinks of himself as a lex luther type right. character right who likes to mess with the world and he's a he's a real bad guy mm-hmm. real bad guy don't and know he, much he more also said that he's oh. allergic to the police yeah yeah i like that like do you remember what roy says to uh, to Carver. Oh, one fuck. of the funniest bits in the film. Yeah, so weird. So they talk about this guy, and then and then Roy's just like, "Oh, by the way, last year's murder charges were dropped." <laughs> and 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 Carver Goes is just like, like yeah, "Yeah, yeah, nice." And Jake, last year's murder charges were dropped. And we're like, "Hang on, wait, what?" But before we could find out any more. Some guys just come in and start shooting up the place. But it's like, wait, wait, what were these charges? <laughs> just like subtly dropped in the, the, the hero of the film had murder charges yeah. against him. He's a fucking criminal. He's not a cop. He's a criminal. He sucks. <laughs> he can't even fucking fight. What's he doing in an action film? Oh, man. Yeah, so the, these guys come in, biker guys. They interrupt this nice, relaxing time, shooting mm. it up. Uh, 
yeah, they they have a big kind of fight, pretty mm. great fight. It's scene. a great fight, yeah. I love the end of this fight as well. Like the they've defeated these bad guys and Roy is just fucking loving it and he's just firing his gun <laughs> off into the air <laughs> as he's running away. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> that's a a good one yeah there's some great shots in this fight they're kind of like use that there's a big like fruit table in the middle which they utilized a lot like the guys swinging knives around kept like cutting bananas and shit in half at at one point a guy gets his head smashed and it looks at first like oh fuck he's had his brain smashed out but it's just like a piece of fruit (laughs) coconut yeah fucking great it's actually yeah like they, they, they do all the goons and then um, and they're like yeah no guns right we did it and then one guy pops out and Roy just shoots him yeah. as he said firing up his gun and they're like yeah we did they're gonna like high five as if he's not just like murdered someone and he runs off like yeah bah, 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 bah. <laughs> fuck mm. so Roy's fired off his gun mm. they're beating these bad guys but back at the temple or mm. the dojo whatever it is mm. master Ranger Ronger Ronger? Ronger. <laughs> Master Ronger. His uh, little dojo. He's got uh, Janet there. Yeah. So, of course, Adam, fucking obsessed mm. with kidnapping Janet. Mm. Adam, a.k.a. Judas. <laughs> a.k.a. Superfoot. <laughs> you got it right that time. Right. So, he's shown up to, I guess, kidnap Janet mm. yet again. So, yeah, he shows up, shoots Ronger. Oh, wait, wait, no, no, no. First, he's fighting like a whole yeah, bunch of them are there they're all beating the shit out yeah, of the, the dojo guys he has this big fight with Master Ronga and he's really into it mm. it's kind of in this sort of like kind of pond setting he's like yeah he's got the stepping stones across the pond yeah. it's very cool like that. that's a great fight because really? they are clearly they're both good yeah, yeah. clearly and then, trained but then the fight's ruined by fucking old tough boy Mr. Gordon a mustache with his big mustache <laughs> The, the homoerotic mustache yeah. crocodile clip wielding. So he just shows up and shoots Master yeah. Master Ronga mid fight, and I love that Adam is like pissed off. He's like, "Fuck you, ruined my fight. Fuck mm. you, man." Mm. I was enjoying that. Anyway, Janet kidnapped again, once again, fourth, fourth time. time, maybe the final time. No, not the final time. <laughs> well, the next one's kind of a half kidnapping, but anyway. So yeah, kidnapped again. Yep. And they're like, so they've taken her away, and. Mm. They are being pretty rough with her. Yeah. Yeah, Adam says to her, you're, she's like praying to God or something, and he's like, your God can't help you now, slut. Yeah. And then fucking Mr. Gordon comes in, starts putting shaving cream on her neck. He's and, like, I'll make the whore talk. Yeah, and he's, yeah, and he's, she's clearly just a nice lady. It's just Janet. Yeah. Don't call her a slut and a whore. It's Janet's really hard. We love Janet. Best character of the film. I want Janet and Roy to get together. They would make a great couple. That would be great. I'd watch their movie. Not this fucking Carver shit. <laughs> yeah, so hang on. So, uh, so first, Mustache Man is um, kind of roughing her up a bit. And Adam steps in. And, and he says, like, you should thank me, right? Oh, yeah. And Janet's like, thank you. And he goes, I don't need you your thanks. <laughs> you should thank me. I don't need your thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was so fucking good. And then, amazing. Yeah, the yeah, Mr. Gordon M- mustache boy. He's like, get the shaving cream. Yeah. What the fuck? Why is he shaving cream for? And he starts like rubbing shaving cream on her neck. So weird. And then begins to shave her. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. Like, what a weird form of torture. Yeah. And a few times he's like, eh, like he's gonna cut her, but. Yeah. 
It's not. It's not that threatening. It's weird. This is very strange. Like it's very odd. I mean, I can understand because he was previously shaving, and if he had the the razor or hands, he you kind of sound where the threat would come from. I'll just be gonna hold the knife up to her throat. <laughs> but the fact that he gets one of his like lower guys to rub shaving cream on her neck, <laughs> like, very... and then actually proceeds to shave her neck. <laughs> very <laughs> weird. Maybe she just needed so, a shave and then on that neck. She didn't look. She didn't look too hairy to me. <laughs> Well, anyway, very short, weird interrogation scene. Yep. Then Carver gets a call from someone mm. saying to go to a, a restaurant. Yep. I guess to do some sort of trade-off for, for Janet. There's a bunch of toughies in there, a bunch of henchmen. Mm. They go into the, the bathroom to, to fight him. There's a guy that comes out of the stall that's absolutely hilarious, like ridiculous extra. He yeah. he really looks like some expat, mm. but they've just got like, hey mate, can you just walk out of this bathroom? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really chewing the scenery. We get a <laughs> get an amazing uh, fight in that that uh, bathroom. It's fucking yeah. awesome. Well, they it's so they do vicious. the whole like checking under the stall doors to try and find him, and and he's like, you know, hiked himself up. And as they get to his stall, he fucking bursts through, kicks the door off its hinges and into the bad guys. It's <laughs> uh, uh, great. And then the fight commences and it is a brilliant one. Yeah, really brutal, like heads getting smashed on overhead lights and oh. smashed into mirrors. Mm. Just a vicious, vicious fight. We also get a shootout. He, they, they sort of go outside the hotel yeah. right at that point. He's uh, chasing someone, one of the henchmen the guy's getting in a car trying to get away mm. and he jumps on top of the car mm. and we get another absolutely insane stunt mm. of uh, this car getting driven around with him on top and then we get what is other than maybe the helicopter stuff the most dangerous looking thing yeah. in the entire film yeah did you want to talk about this bit <laughs> uh, well it's kind of like as as I mentioned, there's a there's very little in terms of like establishing shots in this film. So I was really confused as to what anything was, where we were, or who anyone was. But the few establishing shots that we did have, like the ones we mentioned before, like the mound of dirt, you see it, you're like, ah, I know what's gonna happen there. And then the sh- and then the trucks pull out. Something's gonna happen with these like these gas tankers. And then we have an establishing shot of a like grocery store, right? It's like mm. grocery store, like small Super little market, market or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. And there is a toddler, a little girl, like two years old, like walking by the window. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, something's <laughs> going to happen to the girl, isn't it? And like I said, we've got Carver on the roof of this car who's being like flung left, right and center. The guy's trying to get him off the roof. He's driving recklessly and they're going towards the market. I was like, oh, God. And the girl, the little toddler girl is there, like, pressed up against the window, looking out. <laughs> yeah, they go, get, get the fuck out of the way. And they flip the car into the yeah, market, Yeah, it's, it's really right? confusing. So, like, Carver flies off yeah. the car, right? So he's not on it at this point anymore. Yeah. And then it comes off, and then the car just drives. Yeah. Straight it, like, through, plows the entirety of the market. Yeah, and it it's fucked. Like mm. there are people mm. in that mm. so close to that car getting flung mm. through that supermarket, and it goes at like full on speed. Yeah, and it literally plows the entire market. It crushes everything in its path. And like I said, there are people right there. 
and with I mean obviously they wouldn't have had the the girl standing at the window but kids nearby oh man it was it was stressful watching it luckily the kids okay though but yeah I, I thought it, they would have obviously not not shown like the dead body but I thought they would have just had that oh yeah she's she's yeah gone. she's gone she's done she's but she but then we get a nice little shot the mum right. digs her out the rubble yeah and the kid's clearly very upset the kid is crying yeah, yeah she doesn't know what the fuck is going on yeah. she doesn't know who Carver is oh man <laughs> we don't know who he is yeah what a scene fucking absolutely yeah. nuts stunt mm. then we get my all time favourite thing in the entire film that I think elevates this to kind of masterpiece level <laughs> We so we saw Adam, aka Judas, uh, Superfoot. Superfoot. We saw him earlier in the film with an eagle. Mm. Haven't seen that eagle since that scene. No, no, no. Which makes me think they're like, oh fuck, we got an eagle for like a couple of hours. Can we just put it on uh, Adam or Superfoot's shoulder? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So then we cut to Adam it's with an ape. He's got a chimp. <laughs> He's just like hugging this chimp and he's fucking loving it. Yeah. He fucking loves this chimp. He loves chimp. the chimp. And he's just like hugging this chimp, having a great old time. And he's watching um, Mustache uh, Tough Boy, Mr. Gordon, uh, just making out really disgustingly mm. with this woman mm. while he's holding this chimp. <laughs> and then uh, Mr. Gordon like looks over to him, kind of. With this look of disdain, yeah. he's like, "Look at this fucking chunk." <laughs> like, he he prefers he prefers a monkey to a woman, mm. and that that really sets off something. Yeah, <laughs> I love that because Adam's so calm. He's like, "What? Well, well, the, the monkey's got a name. It's like Rocky, right?" He's like, "Oh, Rocky. Okay, you just wait here. Just wait here, baby. I'll be back in a moment." <laughs> puts the monkey down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, and he he comes over to to Mister Mister God and just furious. Yeah, and um, he he's like, "You." What does he say? He's like, you fucked your brains out. You yeah. fucked so much it's melted your brain or something like that. He pulls out a gun, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a gun out and he, he starts claiming that, that Gordon is the one that has the microfilm and he's ah, orchestrated this big plot to mm. go after Carver, pretending he's got the microfilm. Mm. Which again, this is an explanation where it's like, oh, okay, that makes everything kind of make some more sense mm. of things that happened earlier, but then it's all undone mm. in the final act. But anyway, uh, so yeah, he's accusing uh, Mr. Gordon of this, of this big conspiracy, and he just starts beating the fucking shit, mm. absolute shit, yeah. out of Mr. Gordon. It's great. It's like relentless, like high kicks to the head, yeah. smashing him to smithereens. And that's when, like you said, like he was like kickboxing champion, yeah. like, and you can see it. Oh yeah, he just fucking pummels him. I love, and that- it's all it's all footwork as well, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> it's very foot based. I love that there's another. Um, Another guy just uh, shows up as well, like a henchman. Mm. And this fucking dude, like, he's kind of got nothing to do with anything. Mm. And then he just starts beating the shit out of him as well. Yeah, because, like, well, even though Adam's the boss, right? So mm. why does the henchman start trying to attack Adam? Yeah, I'm confused. But I think maybe they're, like, two factions that are somehow connected. Uh. But maybe I'm probably just looking into it too much there. But yeah, beats the shit out of this henchman, like who like leaves a trail of blood against the wall as he's mm. being smashed to pieces. Then the girlfriend's f- that Mister Gordon was was making out with is freaking out. He grabs her, shoves a gun in her mouth. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just nuts. And then like throws him in the throws her in the water. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, you fucking women, waste of my time. <laughs> Give me my monkey. That's all he wants. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> so then Adam Judas is off at another hideout. 
in the middle of the countryside, so mm. we know that shit's gonna blow up. Yep. Uh, the cops attack the hideout, mm. uh, going after Adam. Oh yeah, Janet. He's still got Janet. I forgot. He's got Janet. Janet's still. kidnapped. But we kind of forgot about Janet in that whole monkey scene before. I don't know what what where Janet is is that at that point. But yeah. So he's got Janet in that scene. The cops show up, I guess, to to rescue Janet. Maybe I don't know. Not sure. To get the microfilm. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what anyone knows doing what's going this? on? And of course, once again, what happens to that place? It blows the fuck it's up. Blown up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, Again, boy. very close to everyone. Yeah, it's perhaps even bigger, that explosion. So, yeah, Adam escapes in that part. Carver, like, chases after him on a bike. Mm. And there's just a fucking huge explosion. Mm. It looks so fucking dangerous. It's like immediately, as soon as they, like, leave the yeah. building, the detonator gets pressed. Like, they are so close to that building. No time wasted there. No. Yeah. So no we get fannying around. Yeah. We get another kind of uh, chase between... So Adam's in a car with a henchman mm. and uh, Carver's on his bike. Oh, and one of the, the good guys, maybe Roy, he, he helps uh, Janet, right? Yeah. So he, he, he saves her from getting blown up. The real hero, Roy. Yeah, yeah Carver's just like, yeah, can you save Janet. That's just it. He, yeah. he's, like, he's like, you you get, you get take care of Janet. Roy's mine. No, Adam's mine. Yeah, Roy's just like, like, yeah, all right, okay. It's like, shouldn't his priority be with Janet? Yeah. <laughs> so he's, ch- he's chasing after Adam, aka Judas, aka Superfoot, and <laughs> they, yeah, it's it's kind of confusing. Adam gets on a train, like there's a moving train. Yeah. He sort of crawls onto that train, which also looked quite dangerous. That was a great stunt. Yeah, like, that stunt. I want to talk about that a little bit. Mm. So there's like a train um, pulling out from the station. And they're, they're in this little shitty red car. And he's like, oh, yeah, pull up to the side of the train. So there, he's kind of like going neck and neck with the train. And it's picking up speed. And Adam like crawls out of the window, the passenger window of the car. And like crawls onto the, the train, right? But like... The two are kind of going neck and neck together. Are they actually still moving? They're still moving. Oh, fuck. I thought it was sort of... They were kind of stationary and it was just meant to be looking like it was moving. No, no, no. They're, they're still moving. because You can tell because the, the car isn't keeping the exact the same. same speed as right, the train. Right. So it's kind of like jolting a little bit back and forth. That's fucked. And Adam is, is like halfway on the, through the car, halfway on the train. And it's like that thing, you know? You know when you always see those films or in, in whatever when um, they say like you know, if the elevator breaks down and you can see that little bit of like just a li- just just enough room to squeeze through uh, onto the floor mm. but as you're like crawling through the electric Ooh. like break again it cuts you in half oh. and it was it kind of reminded me vibe. of that because if one of them like say for example if the car were to suddenly lose speed or veer off or, or stop or something that Adam, like in real life, that actor would have been cut into, and that was him doing it. It was, oh, yeah, for sure. It was that was a brilliant. That was stunt. Su- that was Superfoot. Super freak. <laughs> Superfoot. Superfoot. Um, yeah, so he gets onto the train mm. in that kind of crazy moment there. Carver gets onto the train with his motorbike. He sort of does a jump. Don't don't understand. He's just on. He's on his bike on the train suddenly. Yeah. Not they sure they have like uh, it's like a they have a cargo carriage which is like 
carrying wood blocks. It's not and very well established though, is no, it? No, but he kind of like jumps up onto that but keeps riding and rides yeah. onto <laughs> the passenger. Yeah. Like, and he's going down the aisle of the passenger like, carriage. It's very <laughs> odd. They have a, a big, big old fight mm. in the kind of dining uh, carriage. And then, um, yeah, old mate Adam, Judas, he, he ends up trying to escape. He's in between carriages and full sort of like hanging at mm. the bottom of the train. Again, another like absolutely fucked looking mm. stunt going on there. And then he seems to disappear and you're like, oh, yeah, he's dead. It's like he falls under the, under the train. And that's it. He's done. End the movie. Roll credits. Bye bye Bigfoot. So, Bigfoot. <laughs> Superfoot. <laughs> bye bye Bigfoot. <laughs> so he's done, and we think, oh, you know, the, the baddie's done. Bigfoot's done. Janet's saved. Mm. Carver is doing what Carver does. It's fine. We're all good. So, of course, we're going to have a party scene. Yep. They're all celebrating. There's a lot of talk about Carver's job. And, and that's it. Role. This is like the end. This is like the wrap up scene now. Yeah. So that was like the the last. But like the bad guy's done. Yeah. Uh, Janet's saved, mm. um, and everyone is now happy and merry. And yeah, they they're talking about them getting married. Yeah, like Janet and Carver are gonna get fucking married. Yeah, and it's like, oh shit, everything's wrapped up into this beautiful little package. Yeah, we're all good. But then this, the film just keeps going, and we're like, oh okay, all right, we're gonna get one more little uh, treat at the end. <laughs> so we do get. It's actually genuinely. A pretty good twist. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. So, <laughs> I think it's hard. You don't see it because it's such a, a bad film in a lot of ways mm. that, like, because it overdoes small things that don't matter. Yeah. That we we just assume that a scene that we saw earlier was meaningless, but it actually wasn't. So Janet goes into the to the bathroom, pulls out the little makeup kit mirror uh, thing that Selleck gave her at the start. Yeah. And I think all, all of us watching it would, at the same time, would just like, oh, fucking microfilm. Yeah. It's in that thing. Yeah. And yeah, it is in there. So she drops this thing mm. that Selick's given her and the fucking microfilm, the thing that's caused all these deaths. I believe it. She had it the whole time. All these explosions, all these flips, they're all to do with this microfilm. And mm. she had it in her fucking thing the whole time. They kidnapped her so many times. <laughs> she probably just had it in her pocket. And she that's it. She didn't know as well. She didn't fucking know. She, she pulled it out. She was like, it's the fucking microfilm. Yeah, I think that's the exact line. <laughs> it's the fucking microfilm. So <laughs> she's got the microfilm. But Adam, a.k.a. Judas, a.k.a. Superfoot. <laughs> I like the inconsistency of you saying it right and wrong. Um, yeah, he shows up. He's all he's been he's a bit smashed up because he fucking <laughs> got run over by a train. <laughs> he's seen better days. He's seen better days, but he's all right. He's there for the fucking microfilm. He just yeah. wants to bring down the Western world. That's all he wants. So he comes out and then... Uh, Carver shows up and he freaks out and says a fucking great line in this bit. I don't oh, know if you remember. I don't like, remember. He looks at uh, he looks at Adam. And he's like, "Well, looks like you just don't know how to die." <laughs> but he delivers it so flatly. He doesn't seem phased at all the fact that Adam's yeah, there. Like, oh, he just Adam, walks yeah. in. He just like takes off his ties. Uh, about to fight again. Huh? <laughs> yeah, here we go again. So Janet's getting flung about as she does. Yeah. Doesn't I guess this doesn't count as a kidnapping, does it? No. It's uh, an attempted kidnapping. Um, yeah, and then Carver and Adam have a really funny, oh, really vicious fight. fight. So many things get smashed a bit. Mm. I counted three pots 
get smashed in this or vases yeah, or whatever like they are. Big vases, right? I love it. The build up as well. So first, like Janet smashes a, a vase over his head, and then um, then Carver picks up a slightly bigger vase, <laughs> and then like goes to his his back and sort of gently cracks it like yeah. an egg over his back. And then like just when you think that's all the vases yeah. they've got in the room, he gets flung across the room and smashes into a massive like big ceramic three. pot. He's just getting smashed. But everything in that apartment gets completely trashed. Oh. And the scene, I think, like Adam kicks Carver like through a desk. The desk literally like gets cut in half. It's like explodes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Brilliant. And then he finally kills Adam, I guess, because Adam like skewers himself on a on a bit of like sharp sort of debris or something. Mm. Right. It's bit, they don't. It's not. 100% clear but that's sort of what like, it looks like Adam like goes to kick Carter and ends up like oh, kicking yeah, yeah. his foot through the wardrobe that's right yeah he's sort of stuck in the wardrobe yeah. and then kind of falls over and skewers himself yeah. on this thing so he's like foot's still stuck yeah. in the door <laughs> and he's skewered at the same time yeah. and I love like Roy comes in he's like oh hey oh fuck what, what happened here <laughs> and they're all like ah yeah we found the microphone and it's just like Guys, there's a fucking... You just killed a man. There's a dead man right in front of you. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, we got the microphone. It's all good. And Carter go like, oh, I found Adam's dead body. (laughs) I forgot about that. I found his dead body. But he says it in a way that it's almost doesn't even feel like a joke. It's just a matter of fact kind of uh, (laughs) delivery. Where are you? Jake? Jesus, Jake. Are you all right? Yeah. I found Adam's body. Then he uh, he hugs Janet, his future wife, I guess. Uh, and they got the microfilm. Roll credits. There you go. <laughs> what a film. What a film. <laughs> so the yeah the reason I I chose this was mainly because it it is completely fucking insane. It's maybe a little bit different to what we've done. Mm. It's not like offensive or anything in any way. But yeah. But there are scenes that are gobsmacking. Yeah. In the sense that. You just couldn't see them in anything else. Mm. And the other thing I love about this, the, the reason I found this film, do you know the, the artist Benjamin Mara? No. So he made a great comic that you got to read. You'll, you will love it, called Terror Assaulter. I know, he, that, I know that name. You would, If you saw his work, you would definitely know him. He's really fantastic. Okay. Um, he also did, there's a, I've got one of his comics here, actually, you can borrow it if you want, called American Blood. It's just right. like, well, he, he just does like really kind of, Violent, but they're kind of very eighties and nineties inspired sort of mm. stuff. And I, my memory of this film, the reason I found out about this was I'm sure that I read an interview with Benjamin Mara mm. where they asked him about his influences for Terror Assaulter, which is a kind of Carver esque character going around just killing terrorists, right? And it's got it basically is this film nice. in terms of the tone and the like stupidity of it. Mm. And I'm sure I read an interview where he referenced this as an influence. But I googled it before and could find no connection between (laughs) Mara and this film. But that's my memory of how I found this. But that's also the other thing I love about this film is how shit Carver is. Like, he's Mm. just this, like, non-heroic, almost robotically going through scenes, murdering people. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just like... Just sort of like, yeah, this is an American hero. Just going through, yeah. murdering people. We don't really know what the microfilm is, what it really means. Yeah, the fact that they dub him a hero. Yeah. The fact that he's got murder charges against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's great. And that, so that's sort of the, the two reasons I chose it. 
for Carver and his kind of like weird, like amoral mm. kind of hero character, and the absolutely fucked stunts. And also, I think it's just like, yeah, I would watch this over any fucking modern action film. Oh, because yeah. Because it is so much more thrilling and exciting than than anything I've seen mm. recently. It's amazing fight scenes unbelievable fucked up stunts it's mm. great yeah what, what did you think of it What's i here? thought it was a brilliant movie i fucking nice. loved <laughs> it i like you said it was, it was so fun to watch there was yeah, not yeah. a single dull moment through all like the ridiculous explosions chases whether it be on land or through air yeah <laughs> uh fucking what's her name getting kidnapped Almost Janet. half a dozen times. Yeah. Four or five times. Without really having any lines. She's yeah. just, just there to be kidnapped. Um, the hero being shit at everything. Um, like, there was not a single dull moment. So good. There was not a single dull moment. And the monkey. The, the eagle, monkey. The torture. But I felt like everyone also said it really felt like there was, it was just like they found a bunch of expats yeah. living in Indonesia because especially fucking main guy... He, well, he was shit at everything. It's Robert Mitchum's son, though. <laughs> is he, like... Does he is he, Does he act? Has he been in anything else? I, yeah, I looked him up, and he's in, you know, a fair bit of stuff. Right. But I, I don't know, like, how, you know, big his roles are. Right. So, I mean, he's in... I mean, he's apparently in Tombstone. Have you seen that? That's a fucking no. great film. Which is, like, a, you know, a really big 90s film, but... I don't know, like, I don't think it's a big role. Right. So, yeah, and, and actually Robert Mitchum was involved in that film, which makes sense mm. why he would be in that. But yeah, so he's, I guess he's in Stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, he's in, um, I'm just looking at his, he's in Faceless. Oh. Oh, he plays, like, a, a big role in that. Oh, interesting. I don't remember him in that at all. But yeah, he's, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff, but actually when I say a lot of stuff, he's in, oh, no, no. 61 films that is a lot that, that's quite a lot yeah that's quite a lot <laughs> but like I didn't feel like he brought anything to this like I think his role could have been played by anyone mm. but I also think the fact that he brought nothing to it adds something to it as mm. well because it's so he's so fucking wooden yeah he is but everyone else like I thought did their character really well like everyone else had a, a, a strong Roy. presence we love Roy Roy was great Adam was great the um the beefy mustache yeah. guy uh, uh, even Janish even though she didn't do anything besides get kidnapped She's she great. did her role really well and everyone had a really strong presence that's a good uh, point on Adam like yeah. Bill uh, Superfoot Wallace like yeah. that's a fucking banging performance mm. he is he is the star of this film mm. for sure mm. he's such a good villain and the, some of the faces that he pulls oh yeah absolutely amazing oh Roy is played... His real name is Roy. There you go. Roy Martin. He's in The Raid 2. The oh, guy that plays... Uh, the, the guy that plays uh, Roy. He's in quite a bit of stuff too. That's yeah. kind of surprising. 58 films. Good on you, Roy. Fuck, I want to look more into the career of Roy Martin. We need more Roy. There you go. Yeah, show me something Roy. <laughs> That's the spin-off. <laughs> Sounds good. We yeah. just watch all of his films. Great film. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommended if you want just like a great stupid time. Mm, mm. Very very entertaining. The hard part about this the the wrongometer because mm. this is quite 
an unusual yeah. sort of what it's not like an offensive film it's not like a gross film but it is quite wrong in terms of like stunts and how completely stupid it is yeah it, it's a tricky one like it, i didn't ah, i didn't feel like it was anything that shouldn't have been made Mm. I, it was a great film I thought they did a lot of fantastic stunts for their clearly low budget and amateur performances amateur performers um, and I, th- I think it kind of just comes across as a really really good low budget action film what's your number? I don't know I, don't think I, can go, I, I can't go too high on it I think if I were to rate this on how much I enjoyed it how good of a film it was I would go pretty high on it Yeah. but but on the wrong ometer I uh, I don't want to go too low because it's such a good film as well, though. But no, but it's 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 not to do with the quality of the film. No, I'll I, I give it a five. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go for a six. Yeah. Because purely because of the that there are moments with the stunts mm. that are so fucked mm. and like you know we watched it you me and my partner we watched it together. We, we screamed a few times, all of us, at some of the stunts. Yeah. People nearly died making this, and that's, that's quite fucked. And yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I got to give it that. And also for, yeah, Christopher Mitchum's non-performance. Yeah. Adds a layer of, like, fucking discomfort to this mm. film that I really like. Yeah. Uh, and it's very wrong as well. And also, there's a monkey in one scene and an eagle in one scene that, that is, seems very wrong yeah. and weird. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a six, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not, yeah, it's not like, like, holy shit, can you fucking believe yeah, yeah, this? Yeah. Like, it's just more of a great film mm. with some, like, shocking moments. Yeah. There. yeah. yeah. There's some great scenes. I, I, I would happily recommend this to, to anyone listening. Oh, yeah. for sure. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. This should be way more widely mm, seen, mm. definitely. So Good stuff. What have you got for us next time? Next time... Let's watch. Oh no! God. Is it quite a big change in tone? Yes, <laughs> it is. But it's one of those films I saw so 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 long ago, and have been curious to check it out again. So I'm using this as an opportunity to do that, as well as subject you to it. And that is the Worm Eaters. Ah, yeah. Well, I'm very keen to see this too. Yeah. Actually, it's okay. actually I think uh, on the grand scheme of things pretty well known compared mm. to the some of the other films that we've done um, but yeah The Worm Eaters sounds good follow show me something wrong on twitter at SNSW podcast please 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 okay die a motherfucking nobody